So I, so at the end of my internship, I, so I published an, uh, well, a 3,000 word internal um, wow. memo. It, it, so it was essentially just highlighting, you know, like the lived experiences of being right. a racial minority in Facebook's London office. Welcome to the AOU podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurial leadership in Africa. It's the beginning of a very engaging and very interactive sessions that we'll be having with leaders, African leaders within the AOU space, and also as well as around the continent within the world. Um, Last week, we talked about entrepreneurial leadership. So we defined it as the five Ws where we talked about what entrepreneurship is, why we engage with it, where we should um, apply the skills that we get when we, um, when we learn about entrepreneurial leadership and who is the entrepreneurial leadership meant for and who um, exactly is meant to be a part of the entrepreneurial leadership concept. But this week, we're talking about entrepreneurs so within right and the concept from what i understand of it is that somebody set up something and now they need someone to continuously innovate within that establishment uh today's guest is arunze with over 20 months hmm, impressive <laughs> 20 months of experience working with five industries across six countries in europe north america and africa sir <laughs> I am in love. All right. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about the value of entrepreneurship. So I'll allow our guest to introduce himself and give us a brief background <clears throat> as opposed to the very impressive stats I have on here. Okay. Um, so hello, everyone. My name is Arenze. I'm a founding I'm student from Nigeria. Well, soon to be graduate. Um, so, so a bit of... Well, well, like, well, like about you. So I'd mentioned that I'm from Nigeria, right. um, and then in the so it's in 20 months that I've been working in the different places. I've had the opportunity to work at a couple of Fortune 100 companies like um, Sanofi, Bank of America, and um, and Facebook. And I think during my time at AOU, my um, self identity has evolved from, um, you know, well, like I came in um, seeing myself as an I like as an entrepreneur. But then I think as the years went by, I realized that my strength actually lies in in, in entrepreneurship, which is one of the reasons why I'm, why I'm very excited about the, the topic today. Great. Anything else? Uh, no. Is there anything more you'd like to find out? I don't about? know, man. Well, let's get into <laughs> it. So while the focus has been majorly on entrepreneurship and mm. entrepreneurial leadership, rather, um, we equally require entrepreneurs with mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spaces mm-hmm. or establishments or companies because um, <clears throat> they run the, essential, the essentials of building the entrepreneurship and putting out those skills and concepts towards the people that they're working with as well. So maybe you can tell us what entrepreneurship is to you. Or maybe mm-hmm. we can start from scratch. Okay. What is entrepreneurship to you? And how does that bring in entrepreneurship within your understanding of that? Right. So I think entrepreneurship, I think when people think about entrepreneurship, like they immediately think about um employees just doing like like monotonous work yeah but i think it involves like a degree of innovation and the application of entrepreneurial i'm thinking within the context of an employment um so your second question was why it's important 
why, how do you think entrepreneurship gets into entrepreneurship? Ah, right. So I think entrepreneurship, wait, so entrepreneurship gets into inter, entrepreneurship in the sense that entrepreneurship is essentially an internalization of, um, an, of an entrepreneurial way of thinking, of an entrepreneurial way of acting, and just of seeing, like, I mean, like of seeing the world. And I think a fundamental part of that is the perception of problems or challenges as opportunities. All right, so if that's the case, then why do you think we should care about it in this day and age? Right, because then, well, <laughs> from the basics, um, while the entrepreneur is important um, and the whole concept of entrepreneurship is crucial, um, an organization would not run, um, well, like, at the scale that, you know, it should um, if it's if, you know, if it's, if, if, if it's just solely run by an by a, by an entrepreneur yeah the entrepreneur needs employees to you know run the company sort um, of like build on the innovation exactly that's in there. okay which is one of the reasons why i personally get very um annoyed when i hear <laughs> you know this rhetoric um typically by people like gary v who are right. who are like, name dropping okay. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> who's no you know like who tends to condemn like the uh, whole nine to five thing he's like right. oh yeah you should be an entrepreneur like if you're doing a nine to five you're a failure blah blah and all that jazz um but like i think where the entrepreneurs come in is that they help the entrepreneur to take the idea the initial idea out of their heads and implement it in ways that would not only achieve well the strategic objectives of the un- like of the entrepreneur, but help the company in itself grow. Um, yeah. All right. Quite interesting. Is that your twenty months of experience talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Um, a key question that comes in that because you've um, definitely talked about how the nine to five is condemned and how essential being an entrepreneur in an mm-hmm. entrepreneur in, in, in an entrepreneurial space is essential. Mm-hmm. How have you applied that in your experience yeah. within the industries that you've been in from the six countries in Europe, North America, and Africa? Oh I will keep <laughs> name dropping and like, you know, accolades, accolades, my guy. <laughs> right. um, so how I've applied it. So I think, so for me, it's, uh, it's, it's, well, it's been like a bunch of like things, right? So in every um, place that I've worked, I've had to work within um, certain constraints right and an entrepreneur also faces um constraints it could be capital it could be talent it could be just any kind of constraints i've had to work within um um within that and just like an entrepreneur i've had to take risks so risks with like how i approach a problem or you know people are involved in like a project that i was um can you give us a personal example most of them are confidential unfortunately but i think where I can give an example is um, uh, probably so, so like the part of like um, constantly looking for ways to make a thing or like a place um, better because right. the whole it's like the underlying um, idea of entrepreneurship is you see a problem or you, or you so you see a problem and you try to solve it or you see a gap and you try to um, fill it so it's just right. you so trying to make things better okay so recently at my internship at Facebook, I had to deal with um, just this whole thing of like just being a racial minority or something that's very okay. well, well, fairly new to me because then that was my third 
internship in an international space, but I think I didn't expect it to to be that bad. Right. So it was it was a situation where out of like two hundred and thirty interns, um, there were just two black interns, and then one was British for Caribbean um, right. um, um, and British. So I was essentially only Af- um, American in um, um, intern in London. So I so at the end of my internship, I. So I published an uh, well, a three thousand word internal um, wow. memo. It, it, so it was essentially just highlighting, you know, like the lived experiences of being right. a racial minority in Facebook's London office, right. and you know how that affects, you know, like first of all, like your like your psyche as an employee slash intern, and then how that affects your productivity and the quality of your work. Yeah, and then I ended that post with like a bunch of um of a recommendations this is not something that your typical employee or t- your typical intern would do yeah this is something that um somebody who is constantly looking for ways to make a place um better would and also do. like exactly put an impact for that problem so a problem was found mm-hmm. you were a minority yeah very <laughs> very much a minority in that space <laughs> and we're looking you're looking uh, you're looking for ways in which you can solve that and make the space more comfortable for other people that yeah. are going to be coming in within the Facebook London space. Mm-hmm. Um, so enough about entrepreneurship. Or okay. we can we can talk about it, but we can ease <clears throat> we get into the rest of our we can ease into okay. getting to know who Rinzi is because oh. you are our guest. Okay. And what would you wish you knew when you were starting off your professional journey? <sighs> Yikes. Um that, um, wait. Hmm. I think what I wish I knew is that a lot of people in like positions that we think are grand, right. like they are, like they're essentially more human than we think that they are. What do you mean by that? So it's so it's a thing of like so when you think about somebody like um, Zuckerberg, right? You tend to think about like some mysterious. Um, being um, that's just at the top exactly right. and who is unreachable or like but you but you know when you think about how human these people are not only does it um m- like make you see it as more of a possibility to work in the spaces that these people are right. in but then it also increases like your ambition to you know think that you can someday become a Zuckerberg or even greater than um, Zucker, because I think when I so when I started in my first in in my first year, I had very 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 low self esteem. Mm. So I was so I so I was asked to be pitched to like to one of the um, big three cons um, 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 consulting firms for um, like so like to be interviewed for an internship, and I turned that down. To be interviewed for a record and label in Nigeria. Not that record and labels in Nigeria are <laughs> shit, but like I just didn't think that I was good enough. Right. Um, okay. you know, to um you, you know, get through the process of the uh, like of the consulting firms um 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 recruitment thing. Yeah. Um but you know, but like I think as I had more internships after that and and I met with more um people and I had more con Position, I started to see myself in a different light, and probably I would like develop more conf, like more confidence, and like I think just one internship that I got a 
Fortune 100 just kind of led to the others because then the confidence just kept growing. Right. It just kept going. From what I'm understanding of what you're saying is that you had to learn and unlearn things in the process mm-hmm. of, you know, building your professional journey. And on top of that is reduce or change your narrative of scale or your understanding of scale. Mm-hmm. So you moved from a Nigerian record label company to like Facebook and where else have you worked? Boom and... <laughs> Bank of America. Yes. Uh, where else? Uh, Sanofi. Exactly. So how was the transition from like maybe the Nigerian record label to like big com- corporate companies such as like Facebook or Bank of America? All right. So I think, so the transition, I think, I could, so it kind of like exposed me to um, problems that I didn't think I'd have to confront. Right. So for example, like I'd never been in a space where like I said before, like where I was a racial mind, not um, like minority. So I think this was my very first in, um, 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 intention about, well, not very first, but but like at my intention about Bank of like of America, I, I think that was the first time that I had worked outside of the continent, and I right. was in a work environment where, um, not a lot of people looked like me, and like that was just like a. Exactly, exactly. Because I felt like I could, I, I, I'd never felt as black as that in my life. <laughs> well, up until then, and then I think when I now had my like the other internship um, um, later that year in Frankfurt, it was even worse because then I could go an entire day without seeing a black person. Right. So I felt even blacker, right? So it just so like I think um, each internship just kind of like exposed me to different sets of um, problems, and I and, and like I think as I moved. From the record I'm labeled to these um com yeah, like to these companies, I had to confront this imposter um syndrome that I never thought I would have to deal with. Because yeah. I always thought, you know, imposter syndrome, like what like what? Like I can get the whole thing of like not like like not being confident in your like in yourself, but feeling like you're undeserving to be in a like, certain right, space. Okay. I never understood that until I experienced it. It got to a point where like I went back home. This has happened on two consecutive nights. I went back home and just cried myself to sleep. Oh. It was it was it was probably like the most emotionally turb- turbulent time in my life. And then I think that was ironically the time that, that people felt, oh, Harris is living his best life. Right. But it was very it was I was going through a lot. Um but yeah. So like I think well like the challenges that I've had like with every um internship has you know come with its own problems and I Thankfully, I've grown from the process. I think I experienced the same thing when it came to my internship with Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was training in Ghana, and I felt like it was too intense. But at the end <laughs> of it, I was like, that wasn't so bad. But mm-hmm. those three days that mm-hmm. felt like 12 to 16 hours just talking to the same woman, yeah. I, I, I would go back to the hotel room and just cry my eyes out in the bathroom <laughs> and then come out and be like, whew. Okay, let's thank God that we have this opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, what can I do to better myself and all this? And mm-hmm. to tie it in, uh, to tie it back into like entrepreneurship, it takes a lot of like looking within to find that problem within you that you didn't think was there. Mm-hmm. And like innovatively, oh, <laughs> innovatively have sort of a space or a mindset where you can think of how to better yourself, how to better the situation for you and how to mm-hmm. make yourself more comfortable in the other people around you as well. Mm-hmm. So going to the next question, or the <laughs> final question rather. So how can institutions or companies on the continent or even outside provide conducive environments for 
uh, people who can't reach their potential or don't know what their potential is. I mean, you talked about the 3,000 3, <laughs> words that you wrote at the end of like your internship. So mm-hmm. aside from that, how can people actively talk about or have these conversations about you know, making it a more inclusive space to allow people to like reach their potential? I think, and like I hate to use this term, but it's, but it's, I guess, like the one that is most appropriate. Um, I think it, like, it all comes down to the extent um, to which the environment itself is um, psychologically safe. Right. So when you create an like an environment where people do not get um, chastised for their opinions, right. however different that they are, um, I think you create a space for, for people to actually have a real. Con, I mean, I mean, like to have a real conversation about like, about things that matter to them, um, and like I think when people feel like they might be judged, um, right. it causes people to hold back a lot of things, and it also um, causes them to not do a couple of things because then um, they would constantly be dealing with this idea of like oh so if i do this or if i see this this person might act this um type of way and then the result of that is you never actually get to see what is inside this person's head what can this person actually do um and then like i think there's this whole thing about the power distance thing so i think the shorter the power i guess i think the shorter the power this distance like the more um, the less of a hierarchy. Exactly. Like, like flat management exactly. type situation, okay, yeah? But then, like, the flat management thing needs to be done, like, I, th- like, I think very carefully because then it can easily lead to, like, chaos or just right. multiple... Um, so there's the institutionalized um, leader and there's a couple of, like, charismatic um, leaders that right. are, are popping up here here and they're grouping people in, like, in factions. Yeah. So I think it needs to be done very carefully. Um, very carefully. But, but I think the easier that people can walk up to anybody in in the organization with like an idea that they have. Um, so like I think the quicker it will be for people to be able to reach their potential. And I think, well, it will probably help like the company as a whole to be more uh, innovative. Right. Um, our producer just added one more question. Yeah. And he wanted to know, what does an entrepreneur do, an entrepreneur do in your opinion? So an entrepreneur constantly looks for ways to do things better within an an organization. An entrepreneur is constantly looking for ways to either identify new opportunities or capitalize on existing ones. Um, So the entrepreneur is essentially an entrepreneur that isn't exactly in the drive, like in the driving seat of the, the organization they might be in senior um, management they might be all the way down to um the interns but what um yeah yeah but what um, matters the most is the mindset and you know how they approach um problems or challenges that they face like i think that is typically one of the defining well a couple of the defining um characteristics of entrepreneurs all right great thank you so much for being with us um do you have any last words or advice that you might want to give as an entrepreneur or just as a person with 20 months experience. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Working in five industries oh across six countries. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think probably... Um, I, people should... So people should not 
underestimate their own potential mm. and they shouldn't underestimate the power of their voice um because when you underestimate your own potential you've you've already done what the rest of the world is doing right. um uh, so if you on your own so you've set a ceiling for what you can achieve right. or you know what you can do then then what is the world going to, to do like, like it's like right. they're going to push you even further down mm. right um and then like i think the thing about um not underestimating like the power of your voices um i think most people tend to shy away from saying a couple of things so in so like in situations where they identify like a like 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 they've seen that this thing is explicitly wrong right. but then First of all, like they might be afraid of you know what would happen if they speak up about it, or they might be like, ah, it's just me. Like no one's gonna listen. Right. Um, but then, like I think, if people actually, uh, you know, like just speak, right? Because um, like if I was to go back to the example of the um, memoir I published at right. Facebook before I published, it, I got so many. Um, oh, like, oh my God, you shouldn't do it. Don't do it. Um, you don't know, you know what the yes, reaction exactly. is and all that, yeah. Because then, because yeah, then, because like, like, at the end of the internship thing, so like the, uh, so all the interns um, find out um, whether they're getting, uh, so whether they're getting a full-time offer, right. um, 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 offer or not. So like, oh yeah, like, so like you need to keep your head low to get this um, offer. Um, or like you should wait till like Friday is like your very last day to publish it. <laughs> Um, and there's people like, oh no, this is going to ruffle a couple of, of um, shake feathers. the tables, Arinze. Um, you know, shake the tables. So it was just a lot of like, <laughs> oh yeah, like you shouldn't do it, right? Um, but then I did it anyway because then like it was something how... that was bugging you exactly. Um, and then I was like, yes, I might be an intern, but these people are gonna hear, like, like they're gonna hear what I have to say, right. even if it's just one person that reads that that piece. Um, that is fine. Um, and then like I and then like I was thinking to myself, like if 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 it would take me not getting so it's take like the it's like the prospect of like me not getting an an an, an offer, if just that yeah. can silence me, then I do not deserve this opportunity that I have. Because like I think because I, I saw it as as like, like like my like my role there was to speak about these things to open more like more opportunities for black right. um pe- pe- people to work at a company like face um I, I mean, like at facebook and if the idea of just not um, getting the um, offer was big enough to like just keep me mute then I, the, the internship itself i didn't um, deserve it the offer i didn't right. um deserve it but like i said so i published it it eventually went on to be the most trending post um well internally for yeah. like the rest of the day it got responses from your voice Vice. was heard exactly <laughs> um and you so like there's currently things um on the way to specifically um recruit more well black um so so like more black interns and people from other minority groups because right. i think we experienced the same thing at goldman sachs as well the ceo came in because there's goldman sachs and goldman sachs international mm. so i believe the ceo of goldman sachs international came in and somebody asked him like why don't we have Goldman Sachs recruiting people in East Africa or mm-hmm. Central Africa? Well, yes, typically West Africa is like a yes, Nigerian it's, Ghana. It's, yeah. it's, it's generally, what, what we hear is 
um, Nigeria and Ghana, yeah. right? You know, you never hear someone from Kenya. Like people were shocked. Like you flew all the way from Mauritius. Wow. <laughs> what happened before that? Like, did you take a boat or something? I'm like, let's evolve, please. Let's evolve. You're you're in an international space mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Let's have the mindset where that. Even if I'm if even if I'm from the smallest country in Africa, mm-hmm. you still know that there's some sort of progressive um, development that's happening, mm-hmm. or that we're not limited in resources yeah. and we don't walk around with lions as our pets exactly. and all that. So definitely, I agree with you. Do not underestimate your voice. Always look into being an entrepreneur outside being an entrepreneur and yeah thank you so much for being with us today um this is the aou podcast entrepreneur leadership in africa we will see you in the next podcast